Hello and welcome to another Kangaroo English Daily Digest podcast. My name is Christian and today is Friday, best day of the week. <laughs> um, there's a lot of different things that I want to talk about today, so I'm going to dive straight in. And I want to start by talking about a very specific type of language. Now, when when people think about language in general, they think about maybe spoken language, and they also think especially about written language. Like if you ask somebody to give you an example of a beautiful piece of language, imagine if I said to you, oh, show me the most beautiful language in Polish or show me the the most uh, beautiful Arabic uh, thing, beautiful, most beautiful example of Arabic, then you would probably reach for a book or maybe a poem. And that would probably be something written down. You know, written language is really powerful. But there's another type of language that people don't even think about and include when they talk about language, and that is sign language. And... There's a couple of really interesting things about sign language that I wanted to talk about. So the first thing is that sign language is not universal. A lot of people think that, you know, deaf people or people that are hearing impaired, you know, they have sort of one one language and they all communicate in the same language. But just like spoken language and written language, there's a lot of variation like, for example, <clears throat> there's a, a massive difference between British and American sign language. They are not mutually intelligible. And there's another interesting thing about sign language, and that is that just like spoken language, everybody has an accent. So it could be an accent from your from your country or an accent from your city or your town or your village and even each individual user of sign language has has their own kind of accent so why why am i talking about about sign language well when when there are studies about language acquisition about how we learn language which obviously is something i'm very interested in um you know the studies tend to focus on, on on spoken language but sign language can actually tell us some really interesting things about about how we learn languages in general so i have this study here from 1995 from the applied psycholinguistics journal and it's called effects of age of acquisition on grammatical sensitivity and what they did was they studied people who had learned sign language from birth uh, so who were who were deaf or hearing impaired from birth and then they studied people who learned sign language later in life as adolescents or adults so maybe they had to learn sign language because their children were were deaf or hearing impaired or maybe because they had an accident um, and they they had to learn sign language and what the study showed is that there was a difference in ability 
between people who learned as children and, and learned as adults. <laughs> and they were especially, the, the adult learners were less sensitive to mistakes in grammar, which, which is really interesting. And I'm telling you this because I want to talk a little bit again, <laughs> again, about the difference between the way that children and adults learn language. Because if you're, if you're trying to learn a language as an adult, we need to look at the reasons why children are so successful. Because that can really help us to be successful as adults. And so it seems that the science is telling us there's something happening there is some difference between adults and children, even with sign language. So, so what's happening? Well, I've talked a little bit about about these these papers in the past, and and the first one is <clears throat> it's TV or not TV: the impact of subtitling on English skills. And what they did was they looked at countries that have television programs in English that are dubbed into the local language. So maybe, uh, for example, in Spain, you can, if you, if you want to watch Friends, then you watch it dubbed with, with Spanish voices, which personally I find very disconcerting. But hey, uh, if you grew up with it, I suppose it's, it's normal. Um, and then they looked at countries like, for example, Portugal, our, our neighbor, <laughs> um, who, who, if when you watch an episode of Friends in Portugal, they have the in the original language in English, but with Portuguese subtitles. And what they discovered was this. Listen to this. Uh, we identify a subtitling effect equivalent to 16.9% of the overall TOEFL score. So, basically, even though, even though they were... The Portuguese, for example, even though you're reading the subtitles in your local language, so you're still, in theory, you're still processing all of the language in your native language, there's something happening. The, that, that English, that passive English in the background, it has an effect, a passive effect. And, and there's another study here which is was, was a recent study. It was published last year on the 27th of June uh, from NeuroImage, uh, the NeuroImage Journal. And it says, Passive exposure to speech sounds modifies change detection brain response in adults. And so what they did was they played Chinese tones to adults for two hours a day for four days. Now, Chinese is a tonal language. So the tones are very important. If, if you uh, pronounce a word with the same letters, but with a different, with a different tone of voice, it, it can completely change the meaning of, of, the, uh, of the word. So learning tones is super important. So they played these Chinese tones to these adults for two hours a day for four days, but just in the background, they played it to them passively. They weren't paying attention. They were doing other things. And later, when they scanned their brains, they discovered that this passive exposure to the Chinese tones had increased their ability, 
their awareness of of processing those tones. So again, it shows that there's this kind of passive effect of just being exposed to the language, even as an, even as, as an adult. And this this brings us to today's word of the day. So today's word of the day is scrutinize. It's S-C-R-U-T-I-N-I-Z-E, scrutinize. And this comes to us from Latin, from scrutari. And probably what's really, what, what's really interesting is it probably came from the, the word for rubbish, for trash, <laughs> for discarded things. And you know we have this that we have this saying in english that one man's trash is another man's treasure and so probably the idea is that you look through trash you look through rubbish and you find every now and again you find some good stuff and scrutinize means to investigate or examine thoroughly so imagine if you have an in, a gigantic pile of rubbish in front of you and you want to find a diamond ring. Well, you need to scrutinize that stack of rubbish and go through very carefully and examine each part to make sure that you're not missing that diamond ring. So you could maybe scrutinize your homework to make sure it's correct. You could scrutinize a politician's behavior. To, to see if you believe they're being honest or not. Um, it's about examining. And this is generally the way that adults learn language. They scrutinize it. They look at the grammar and they break the grammar down into rules. And they have these long lists of vocabulary and, you know, they really study them. It's all about scrutinizing. But I've been talking about passive exposure and it seems that children incorporate some of this passive learning into the way they learn languages. And I have a, a preprint here from Ben Ambridge from the University of Liverpool, which basically shows that children don't learn language by memorizing rules the way we think they do. They're not understanding what a subject is or a verb or an object even though it might seem that they do, it seems that the way children learn language is by just storing thousands and thousands of examples in their brain. And then when they want to produce language, they just look at all their examples and say, hey, well, from these examples, I, I can produce new stuff. And so there's something really interesting in there for adults. I think it tells us that rather than constantly trying to study language, we need to incorporate much more of a passive learning approach. So that would include things like a lot of listening, a lot of reading, and we, you will subconsciously absorb structures through that exposure. And, you know, for a lot of students... That, that is exactly what's missing. You know, a lot of students will spend all of their time in a workbook scrutinizing and definitely not enough time just being immersed in the language. 
So that includes doing things like watching television, even with subtitles. Better without, but even with subtitles. As I said, reading, listening to podcasts, listening to the radio. All of those things, they the science tells us they, they have an effect. They help you to, to generate those examples that you can store in your brain. And then when the time comes, they'll help you to produce those English sentences. So please remember, there's no substitute for contact with the language. So this weekend, go and go out there and, and just be immersed. Just dive right in and immerse yourself. I hope you enjoyed today's Daily Digest. My name is Christian. This is Kangaroo English. And I'll see you in class. It's time.